Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. again today in Kansas City. You Jaguar fans need to think about the route. Where I come from, we call it a route. You take route two from my house, right by the Concord Jail, and uh, you head straight smack dab into the city of, uh, of Boston. But what is the route going to be? I mean, I think everyone's like Bay, Bay Street and, you know, the gorgeous trip down there to look at that jail. And everything else on the river. I've always been kind of outside the box a little bit. I think starting on Bay Street, going over the Main Street Bridge, and then just barrel down Phillips Highway for a little bit of a parade would be, to me, the absolute ultimate. Now, the question remains, how do you get there? Jacksonville's been in three AFC championship games. They remain one of 12 teams in the history of the National Football League to have never won a Super Bowl. Unfortunately, they are also one of four teams to never have gone to a Super Bowl. Will that change in 2024? I hope so. Better yet, will that actually change in February of 2025? We will see. All sorts of odds are out. They're all over the place. Today, I'm just doing my normal research and reading and preparation. It's, it's just the way my brain has worked uh, for the last 32 plus years. No matter what time I'm on, you know, I get asked, how much preparation do you put into your show? How much time do you spend uh, putting into your show? There's, there's no time limit, right? There, there's no exact hours or minutes or whatever. It's, it's constant. It never leaves you, regardless of what you're doing. You can be having breakfast, you can be have. Let's take Ted Kennedy for instance, right? Ted Kennedy at seven fifteen in the morning. The the late Ted Kennedy, he'd have a Bloody Mary toast at mm, seven fifteen a.m. If I was ever up at seven fifteen a.m., the first thing I would do go to Twitter, go on the computer, check the uh, resources that I like, find out what's going on in sports. Um, if I was up, and again, I'm not up. I stay up late. I sleep late. But we're kind of playing the role here of the late uh, Ted Kennedy. It's 8 a.m. Time for a toast, right? Time for me to check what's going on in sports. 8.30, Ted Kennedy. Let's switch now from Bloody Marys to straight gin. How about a beef eater gin? At 9 o'clock, we'll get to a beef eater martini. Have another toast. Yeah. So no matter where you are, and of course, Ted would continue with the boozing mornings, afternoons, and into the night. And before you know it, he'd have a nice glow and a great buzz, but he'd be ready. You know, can can you help us out on this issue? Can I get you to sign this bill? Can I get you to pass this through? Ted was always solid with that. It's the same way it is for me. Whenever I am up and around, regardless of what I'm doing, in between shots on a golf course, all right? I would like to say I don't check my phone when I'm at a red light, but that would be a lie. I mean, everyone's on their phone nowadays at a red light. Why do you think when the light turns green, 
there's always like one or two cars that go. Then all of a sudden, there's like 100 yards, 150 yards, 200 yards, 250. And finally, you got to peep the horn until that person goes. And so it, it's just a totally messed up world uh, that we live in. But today, I'm just kind of looking through. You know, I, I, it's Tuesday night, late night. You know, what, what's on tap? What's going on? And um, I'm looking around, and lo and behold, I get to Yahoo Sports, and I see the MVP odds are already out for the 2024-2025 NFL season. Patrick Mahomes at top, plus 600. If you don't know what that means, you're down 100 bucks right now, and Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP next year, you're getting 600 bucks plus your $100 back. Of course, Lamar Jackson just won the event. It was the same night that the Hall of Fame was announced. I believe it was last Thursday night. Okay, so the the early MVP odds in the NFL. Mahomes plus 600. Josh Allen plus 800. Joe Burrow plus 900. I have no problem with either one of those three. Uh, Stroud plus 1,100. Okay. I mean, that's quite a, um, that's quite a change in one year for a rookie going into season number two. Lamar Jackson plus 1,200 is a little bit of a surprise to me because he just won it. He's won it twice. I think there's a real legitimate shot of him winning it again. We'll have to see what does take place, but I, I guess I'm just surprised that he's actually fifth overall as far as the odds. I think there's a little bit of gamemanship there. Maybe they believe the voters will go in a different direction, and I don't know. Only time will tell. Herbert. So that's our second quarterback who's been injured. Justin Herbert, plus 1,400. Dak Prescott, tied with him, plus 1,400. Remember, the MVP is only the regular season. I had someone ask me a couple of weeks ago if um, they thought that Lamar Jackson's performance or lack thereof in the playoff loss would have any effect on the MVP. and no, the answer, as you know, whether it's an MVP in baseball, whether it's an MVP in hockey or basketball, I guess the only thing that includes somewhat of an extra game or a playoff game would be championship Saturday and college football, conference championship games uh, that are played on Saturday. And, you know, as a Heisman Trophy voter, I'm actually very surprised to hear how many people actually get their votes in before that conference championship game. And obviously, you know, that could have some bearing depending on what you do or or what you do not do. Um, so Prescott, and, and the only reason why I mention him is we know Prescott's really struggled, uh, much like Omar Jackson, in their careers once you get to playoff football. Uh, Jordan Love plus 1,600. Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts plus 1,600. Matthew Stafford plus 2000. So those are the top 11 odds. <clears throat> Excuse me. All quarterbacks. So I just simply go to Twitter and I I haven't been posting as much on Twitter. I don't I don't know why. I was kind of fishing through it today and looking. I was like, "Boy, you've you know, you really haven't said a whole heck of a lot on Twitter uh as of late. Really the only thing I said during the Super Bowl involved Leonard Fournette and I'll, I'll get to that a little bit later on in the program, but anyway, I I posted these odds, and I I just simply said, where's Trevor? And it was a little bit 
tongue-in-cheek. I mean, obviously, Trevor's not going to be in the top five. You could even make a case that he probably should not be in the top 12. But a year ago, if we were to look back, I have to believe after that playoff run, he would have been one of the 11 quarterbacks uh, on this list. And the other side of it, as far as I am concerned, why is he not in a category uh, with Hertz, whose play certainly did fall, Herbert, who was injured, again, Dak Prescott, yeah, the very successful regular season, um, but he doesn't win when he needs to. And, and again, that doesn't define, I guess, the award because it is, quote, unquote, for the regular season. But I'm just trying to think through the mind of a voter. Do they take that into consideration? Matthew Stafford uh, as well. So I put out there, where's Trevor? <clears throat> and the response was phenomenal. I, I didn't think I would get this type. Uh, and it, it's just one after another. It's he's fumbled it away. He And it just goes on and on and on in a negative way, uh, addressing the quarterback of this franchise. And again, I'm not trying to say that you are wrong or, you know, what are you talking about or, or where's all this coming? But I, I did respond a little bit later on, about three hours later, and I said, wow, my timeline clearly says that Jags fans are way down on Trevor. I'm a little surprised. Three hours after that, after many more responses, I gave my last tweet, and I said, rip Trevor all you want. Let's be honest. Fix the worst offensive line in the NFL first, and then see what he can do. And again, the peeps have gone crazy. Everything from me being a Trevor apologist, everything from me using one excuse after another. I mean, it was Urban Meyer, then it was not enough skill guys, and it was a change at offensive coordinator, which I, I, I never really completely uh, understood because Trevor's been here for three years. There's been two years with Doug Peterson, who, who's called plays and then handed it over to Press Taylor in the second half last uh, last year, and Press Taylor called all of the plays again this year, and they are back. Uh, th- that's going to be your nucleus for the 2024 season. But again, I'm just kind of basically going through what um, some of the responses were and what some of the messages were. So I figured tonight, why not? Let's at least begin with this. But what got me a little bit sideways on it is criticism that Trevor Lawrence is valid. It's fair. He is a turnover machine. He had 21 turnovers this year. The man has had 60 turnovers in three years. It's awful, okay? And so many of them are self-inflicted wounds. I, I think it's because he tries to make a play, right? Especially some of the fumbles. All right. He, yeah, he's missed with some interceptions. There's also been some tips. There's been some drop balls, whatever it may be. Um, absolutely. If, if you want to criticize his play, uh, his lack of accuracy, maybe his, um, his touch on certain balls, maybe his uh, on-field awareness of, of not getting down, doing things like throwing the ball to a rookie, Parker Washington, when he wasn't able to 
get out of bounds, whether that was Washington's fault or Trevor's fault. Once again, plenty of ammo here, all sorts of, of examples, and, and I'll go down the list with you. Um, that's understandable. My opinion has always been, give an offensive line and see what he can do. Outside of Patrick Mahomes, who I'm convinced that is so good that even with this terrible offensive line in this city, Mahomes would have been better. But how many other quarterbacks not not named Patrick Mahomes would have, okay? We'll never know the answer to that question. But when he gets to Trevor, it's going to be, once again, him under a microscope. What surprised me, though, was... This felt like Luke Jokel. This felt like Caleb on Chase on. Uh, this felt like uh, Taven Bryan, right? I mean, some of you, and I'm not saying all, but some of you, it appears, have washed your hands clean with this man. And it almost feels like, okay, he's not performing to your expectation. I get it, but you've crossed the line to the point where. You don't even want to see him flourish anymore. You think he's a quote-unquote bust, or the word that I kept getting today was fraud. And to me, that is shocking. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, the facts are this. He has to get much better. He's still a 24-year-old quarterback, okay? I, out of the 11 quarterbacks ahead of him, and if you can have this, with a clear conscience, if you can do this with a clear mind, I'd love to hear from you on it. We did a little bit of this last night. It was kind of on a different angle, but it's basically something else that supported the argument a night ago, and it almost extends it tonight, again, somewhat differently. But are you taking Patrick Mahomes over Trevor Lawrence? Yes. Okay? If not, you need to be checked. Uh, into somewhere, okay? There's no doubt. He's the best player on the planet. Second of these odds, Josh Allen. Take a Josh Allen over Trevor Lawrence. I would have to say I am, although Josh Allen, year after year after year, has yet to get it done. I think he's a better overall quarterback. Joe Burrow, I'm going with Joe Burrow. C.J. Stroud, phenomenal year. Phenomenal. He's played one season. Can you accurately say he is better than Trevor? Again, I'm not trying to change your opinion. If if you're going to sit here and tell me, Baloo, he's better. Okay. Your opinion. 641-1010 in our text line. Brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. You can jump on this thread, or there's actually a couple of them here on on Twitter. Baloo1010XL. I'm not trying to change your mind. Okay? I'm just simply asking the question. You willing to give up Trevor right now straight up for C.J. Stroud? Lamar Jackson, very interesting. Guy's won two MVPs. The guy does things unlike anyone else in this league. You know, I I never really looked at Lamar Jackson and said he's going to be able to maintain. He's going to be able to stay with this style. I I was thinking of RG3 and and other, you know, mobile-type quarterbacks. He's defied all odds here. Yeah, right now, Lamar Jackson, better quarterback. Then Trevor Lawrence, although I, I believe Lamar Jackson has one more playoff win in his, in, in his career. May, maybe two, but I, I want to say maybe he's either got two or three total. He only has two. Right. So he's got one more playoff win. 
Right? But again, I'm not trying to change. I'm asking the question. You taking Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence? You taking Dak Prescott or Trevor Lawrence? Are you taking young quarterbacks, Jordan Love or Brock Purdy or Jalen Hurts or Trevor Lawrence? And then a grizzled veteran like Matthew Stafford, who I think is on his way to the Hall of Fame, but he's up there in age a little bit, not as though that's that big of a factor. I mean, if you can stay healthy, you can be a quarterback into your late 30s early 40s nowadays uh, in the National Football League. So let's dive into this uh, to get things rolling right here on a Tuesday edition. When we come back, I'll ask JJ uh, the same list. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an opportunity. But, but the, the part that I thought that was disturbing, and I want to be clear about this, I, these names are all subjective uh, outside of Mahomes, okay? They're all subjective. And, and you can argue for each and whatever it may be. But I am as upset as you are. I expected this to be a playoff team. It was an 8-3 and three team that just fell apart. But it was a year that was so awkward, right? Losing early and having to get out of here. Wow. I mean, week three, you lose to KC because you, you got outcoached. You didn't find a way to slow down Chris Jones. You left a rookie <laughs> tackle on him. You got blown away by Stroud and Houston in week three, and Doug Peterson looked at the media and said, we got to get out of here? Um, it was cowardly. It was awful. Then they went on one, what, five straight and five different buildings. And, but again, it was so awkward. You know, it was this, it was that, it was this, it was that. It was Mike Caldwell telling us that it's too loud on defense at home. I mean, like, unheard of stories. It's almost like, go back and read the Bronx Zoo. You want to read a, a very successful run by the New York Yankees, but you want to look at a situation that was just so dysfunctional. How in the hell does your defensive coordinator tell the fan base that you're too loud when you're on defense? This is what you went through. And you're 8-3, and three, and then all of a sudden you're 9-8 and eight and you lose. So, yes. I get it, but it it still surprises me that this guy, when you won, what, five games in two years, when you had consecutive first-round draft picks, you've gone 9-8 and eight and 9-8. and eight. You've won a playoff game. You're relevant. The whole world's not going to pick you to win the AFC South this year like they did a year ago, myself included. Me, a lot of Houston in there. And we're going to see what young quarterbacks can do in Indianapolis and Tennessee. It's going to become a very competitive uh, division. And we saw what Indy did this past year, even with a backup quarterback like Gardner Minshew. But I I think there are times, and, and this is what is just so interesting to me, is the nine and eight and then the disappointing nine and eight. This isn't the Patriots we're talking about. This isn't the Seahawks. This isn't the Chiefs. A lot of people around here, it's been very convenient for them to think about just how bad this football organization was. And what, nine losing seasons in 10 years before what happened, uh, you know, this past year or past couple of seasons, which is obviously marked improvement. But the owner of this team, Shad Khan is 63 and 137. I mean, think about that. 63 wins. 
since he's been the owner. 137 losses. So when you look at that, it's 60 and 135 in the regular season and, you know, three and two in the postseason with Shad Khan. So when you look at everything, it's still pointed upward, right? How do the expectations change so much in a short period of time that you clearly have a quarterback who can be one of the very good ones in this league, but it feels like you know part of this fan base has already had it, and part of this fan base has made up your mind. I get it when you gave up on Reggie Nelson. I get it when you gave up on, um, uh, you know, Der- uh, Derek Harvey. I-, I get it when you gave up on Luke Jokel. Uh, I get it when you gave up on players like this. It's it's part of the process. It's understandable. But is that really where you are at this point when it comes to Trevor Lawrence? And again, I'm not trying to stereotype the entire fan base, but look at my look at my timeline on Twitter. I actually had no plans of doing something like this on a Tuesday. I've been affected by your reaction. And I, and I got to believe, you know, there was a few from some other teams that hopped on there and popped off. Usually this happens in college, right? If I say something about Florida State, you're going to get the Florida State people going to say something. Then you get the Gators or the Canes, whatever, will pile in or, you know, drop a 63-3 on you. Or if I say something about... Florida, I mean, I can't be making an inaccurate assessment because someone's just going to tell me, well, you're a Noel Homer, you know. So, And I get it. That's the way social media is. But typically when I say something about the Jaguars, good, bad, or indifferent, the reaction's usually pretty solid, and it's usually pretty consistent. You don't always agree, but still, whether you do or not, it, it feels like the feedback is more consistent. Not this one. Man, it is all over the planet, and uh, it got me by surprise. So it's worthy of uh, discussing right here on this Tuesday night as we do get things started. All right, opening comments tonight brought to you by Shmunez Vision. Play golf with a good buddy today. Can't see it all. I gave him the number for Shmunez Vision. He's like, yeah, my contacts are bad. He actually looks at me and says, I don't know if I have the right one in my left eye or right eye. I'm like, brother, you are a mess. How could you do that to yourself? You don't know if it's supposed to be in your left or your right eye. Get things figured out. You're missing out on life if that's the case for you right now when it comes to your eyes. So when you look at Shmunez Vision, absolutely. Okay, um, the latest as far as getting your eyes uh, examined so you can get new contacts or glasses, but it's so much more than that. We start to get to, to really serious issues like uh, the possibility of uh, there being a problem. And perhaps with your cornea, anywhere else in your eye. How about cataract scenarios, right? Cataract surgery is petrifying to a lot of people. You may not need surgery. They may have a remedy for you that is simple, right? If surgery is needed, well, that's part of what they do. High-quality medical and surgical eye care, including surgery on my right eye more than eight and a half years ago. Check them out online. Go to Schmunez Vision. You'll see everything right there. Schmunez Vision, I can give you the digits. That's what I did to my buddy earlier today, 299-2906. Set up an appointment today or anyone in your family, it is good. The wonderful folks over at Schmunez Vision. All right, let me come back. Let's let's look at this once again. We'll get some uh, response to you on it. 
at 641-1010 on our text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. Also coming up tonight, I said I would save it for a Tuesday when we're late night. Again, if you're listening for the first time, we come on after the ladies of helmets and heels on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday back to our regularly scheduled program, which does include Monday. That'll be 6 to 8. But I do want to dive into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a little bit later tonight. I know I complain about this often, but I'll just tell you that it means an awful lot to me. And I'm so disappointed with the way that that this process has gone. This could be one of the great, this could be like a slice of heaven, dare I say, right in the middle of Cleveland, if they did it the right way. And they just continuously miss and miss and miss. I am happy that there's, there's at least three guys on this year's nomination list that I believe should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I've always kept the list. You know, Jericho put people on the list. I've kept the list. The list has always been in my head. But I put it to paper today. Bands and solo artists that I believe should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We could check off three with this year's uh, nominations if, in fact, they are selected. But we'll have a little bit of fun with that later in the program as well. So if you want to join us, uh, again, the best way to do it, Twitter, that's Baloo1010XL, or on our text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures, that's 641-1010. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, we do tonight till 10. The Attacker, rest of the week 6 to 8. Good stuff coming in. 641-1010 on the text line. Brad Marchand, 1,000 career game tonight. Home in Boston. They're trailing to the Tampa Bay Lightning 2-1. Marchand with an assist, but things uh, beginning to, uh, to heat up on ice, as they certainly are on the hardwood as well. February is a very underrated month. Uh, Otani yesterday, 21 sings, uh, twenty-one swings in the cage, 10 bombs uh, on the day that he reported. Uh, some golf perhaps later, if not tomorrow night, on the eve of Riviera. We'll talk about Tiger Woods. He's formed a new company after 27 years with Nike and You know, we got on the Phoenix Open yesterday. They've already said they're going to make some changes. Again, no more fun on this tour. Boy, these players whine. And um, it'll be interesting to see how this affects things. I think for the most part, you know, galleries and, um, you know, they they, they do a nice job. Uh, They do, uh, respecting the the professionalism and, and the way things are. Uh, with golf, but it's impossible to keep everyone quiet. And I remember years and years ago at the players, you you were not allowed to have a cellular telephone. You know, if a baby sneezed or something, said mommy, it's like you'd be escorted out of there. And they have made a lot of changes, but I mean, these players whine. It's, it's just, um, it's, it's really sad uh, to be honest, but we'll find out what happens there with the Phoenix open, but a lot of golf coming up. On Wednesday night show. All right, a lot of good stuff coming in as well on this with Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, certainly he needs to get much better, okay? Uh, and I've changed my stance. I, I'm a living example of this. 
Last year at this time, I said, in a year, pay him. In a year, as soon as the clock begins, pay him. Rip up year four, rip up year five, and give him the max. There's no way I believe that now. So what happened this past year? Am I as confident in Trevor Lawrence today as I was 365 days ago? I am not, but I'm still not giving up. I still believe he's got a real opportunity. And and what I consistently complain about is give him an offensive line, give him some protection, give him a running game. And then if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Teams miss all the time with quarterbacks. This franchise has missed mightily with first round quarterbacks. I, I'm just surprised in the in honestly the tone, even if I can get a tone off Twitter, where you you're putting him in a left witch, uh, Bortles, uh, Gabbert type of category, and I, I I just don't get it. What do you make of all this, JJ? Um, I think he's about a you know tenth best quarterback maybe right now. When you rank the eleven that I mentioned. Should he be on there? I wouldn't have had this conversation if he if he was on there. Or, or do you think they got it right? Or, you know, for all we know, he could be 12 With or 13. With the MVP odds? Yeah. Did they get it right? Yeah, he's not going to win the MVP next year. He doesn't, he doesn't belong on that list, no. You surprised that there are a lot of Jaguar fans that are like, it's never going to happen with this guy. Is that typical fandom with the top overall pick who will change in a heartbeat if the light goes on? Or do you believe it's genuine that they think he can't win with this organization? I don't know what people on Twitter actually think. Um, but, yeah. But there's so many of them. He hasn't been good. I mean, I don't understand why Jags fans would be like, Hey, this guy's awesome. Let's, you know, celebrate Trevor on Twitter every day. Like, I don't know why you're shocked that people have negative reactions to you asking if Trevor deserves to be in the MVP talk for next year. Now, nah, I'm not shocked about that part of it. I'm I'm shocked about it feels like many are like they're already done with him. You know how we we saw where they were done with Taven Bryant? We saw that they were done with Caleb on chase on. Um, first eight games, they this fan base is very – they're like every fan base. Okay, I mean, they gave up on Tyson Campbell their first eight games in, but they changed based on his play. I, I thought there'd be a little bit more fix the offensive line, get an offensive coordinator in here, not – he is uh, not a, an intelligent quarterback. He's not an accurate quarterback. Well, he, he certainly has mistakes. a really low football IQ. I mean, we've all seen that this year, throughout his whole career, and this year especially, like boneheaded decisions, dumb decisions, stuff that you don't see NFL quarterbacks make. You know, like towards the end of the game, perfect example. I don't even remember who that was, but – or towards the end of the half, and they let the clock roll down. He throws a play. Yeah, was the Washington. ball's in play. Yeah. You know, like stupid stuff like that constantly from him. That's I, yeah, fair. I think he has a terrible football IQ. That's fair. His uh, like his fumbles are a huge issue. He throws terrible picks. He's not what's 
was advertised by everyone in the media and you know this uh, this fan base is not happy I, I don't I understand a hundred percent where they're coming from 52 62 uh Rick you sound kind of mellow tonight uh must be the medical edibles lol no no edibles for me not tonight perhaps Saturday and Sunday night though at the sphere when I see you too. Uh, 5262, Rick Major crackdown on the wasted management. Uh, I'm calling it, he called it the waste management too. Are you going to cover this tonight? Talking about tomorrow. I just mentioned it briefly. We'll get into it tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to talk some golf on the eve of, uh, of Riviera, uh, talking about the return of uh, Tiger Woods, among other things. Uh, yada, yada, yada. No, I don't want to go down that road. I just don't want to do it. Um, Nah, too many of these are, are, are kind of off the uh, the beaten path. Thirty four fifty five Baloo. Uh, they are crazy if they're just giving up on Trevor. This organization has sucked so bad with Khan as its owner. The only silver lining is they lucked into Trevor. They need to hire better management to support him. Well, okay, listen. That's a little bit more of what I expected. In uh, in you know when I when I mentioned. Things, all right? And again, I've only had three tweets. And my only real, I shouldn't say things. When I mentioned one thing, it was the offensive line. But I've been yelling about that for three years. It's not like I just discovered that today. I've been saying this forever. Fix the offensive line. I figured there'd be a little bit more support in this area. But maybe it's just... My social media, maybe it's just the people who follow me have had it and their reaction is more on Trevor than it is other things with this football team. I I don't know the answer to that, but yeah, I I figured there'd be a little bit more uh, when it came to to that, but apparently that is not the case. Uh, Let's see, 7405 of uh, Rick, I really don't get the whole offensive line issue. Uh, because let's be honest, there were plays out there to be made with the offensive line held up. They were not terrible. Jeff and Tony have both said multiple times this season that the line has given him time in games this year. He just ain't cutting it. Okay. If he was yada, 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 would you all have the same? Oh, come on. Don't. Are you really going to go to the race card? If he was black, would you have the same patience or excuse? I mean, really? Is that really where this conversation's going? Are you kidding me? I mean, that is just absurd. 60 turnovers. I started the show by mentioning, uh, and you won't mention the 60. I started the freaking show by mentioning 60 turnovers including 21 this year. My God, man. Justin Fields is black. Simple. He's been terrible, and they like make excuse <clears throat> after excuse for the guy. It's uh, not, on, it's not black so, and white. so tired. It is. It's not. Find a new you know, excuse. Oh, or... man. This has absolutely nothing to do with that. Correct. It has to do with trying to win games, trying to get better. Uh, I just... I just feel so sorry for for people who, regardless of where we are, as far as a conversation, that is where you got to take it. I mean, 
That is so far removed from my mind. If you think I'm an apologist or an excuse maker, fine. But it's not because of the color of his skin. I mean, if there's anything you think I dislike, Trevor, he beat the living snot out of my alma mater three straight years. Ah, I just, I honestly thought most of you were better than that. No. Shame on you. No. Shame on you. 90-37, blue. JJ just said it 100%. That's exactly how we feel as fans, bro. All right. The 90-37 says you're a man of the people and 100%. uh, That is the way it is going to be. A lot on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're going to get there. Trust me. We're we're, going to get there. And and to the whatever number it was, uh, the fact that I don't think that – Mariah Carey should go in the Hall of Fame. Why why don't you tell me the real reason why I don't want her going in, right? So you can maybe add uh, to the conversation. My God, that boils my blood. Is Mariah Carey black? I don't know, but I I, I don't know. Sade, okay, she's on it. Cher, I mean, isn't tomorrow Cher's day? Didn't Cher invent Valentine's Day? Cher's certainly not black. I mean, I've been doing this for 32 years. I think she's like Native American or something. I've been doing this for 32 freaking years. And you you really think, I don't care if it's only one of you, that that's the reason? I mean, that is just so asinine. It's so wrong. And, and you can typically say whatever you want, and I'm going to be fine with it, but... That road, I mean, that, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, you almost oh, got me speechless. It's funny. You like, almost got people, me speechless. Uh, who cares? You know, like, that's what people say. It, it's just something people say now. I never block anyone. I'm on the verge of blocking people when they do that. that that's just so uncalled for. I mean, it really is. Cher is Armenian and Cherokee, by the way. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I'm sure this guy will text back and say, that's why you don't want to go on in blue, right? I suppose you only support Stevie Nicks. I suppose you only support Joan Jett. I suppose you only support Barbara Streisand. 6121, Rick, what part of 1010XL employees don't understand? 8 and 3, 8 and 3. Trevor S-bombed the bed, the coaches peed themselves, and Trent, you feel that innate. All right, well, you're right. You're totally right. I mean, everyone failed. Uh, What about third and 18? What is worse? I say eight and three. Well, third and 18, that was a top five defense. Okay? I, I don't fault the defense. I fault Nate Hackett. I fault Doug Marone. Go back and look at the last four drives. During the 2014 AFC Championship game in New England, they tried to run out the clock. They ran all those last four drives first down. They ran it, passed on second, passed on third, and punted. I have it written down, so I can go back and look at it. It was was one of the worst attacks. And you saw what the Jaguars coach now did two weeks later. Doug Peterson tried to win the Super Bowl. He scored 41 points against New England. Jacksonville sat on the ball and wanted the clock to tick. And Brady made a huge play on third and 18. More people remember that, unfortunately, than uh, Miles Jack and uh, not being down. 58-15, Baloo. Uh, the O-line was bad. 
but they were only one win away from winning the division. Trevor has to get it done in the last game. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Uh, I'm not trying to um, take away from the mistakes that this man made. I, I just want you to clearly understand what I'm trying to say here and what I'm surprised with a lot of you about. It feels like you've given up. Right? I mean, it was a time when this organization gave up on Leftwich. Garrard took the job. You gave up on Garrard. You gave up on Gabbert. You gave up on the other quarterbacks. You gave up on Bortles. You gave up on Foles. You gave up on Minshew. You gave up on Glennon. You gave up on... Uh, that's what surprises me. Now, if this guy was out there last week when he was doing the circuit with Kay Adams and when he was talking to the NFL Network and he was saying, no, I need a contract. You need to pay me now. You know, I don't know if I'm going to come in. And he was ruffling feathers like that. Then, yeah, my tone would change. But instead, I'm looking at a 24-year-old guy who's made this team a hell of a lot better than it was when he got here. Nowhere near perfect. All sorts of things he has to fix. But around him has to get better as well. I'm, I'm just, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is if it's genuine, if it's real. Oh, it's real. Then that surprises me. Why? He because sucked last year. I, 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 like, even when they were eight and three, he, we came in here every Monday and we're like, what's wrong with Trevor? Like, this guy is something, he's regressed this year. Like, yeah, they're pissed. Expect yeah, they have a they're better now than they were without Trevor, but like we were promised and I'm not even a Jax fan. I don't know why I said we, but like we as the city were promised that this team would automatically be up there with the other great teams in the NFL because they are having to they're about to draft like one of the best quarterbacks in the game, you know? And it turns out this guy's like average you know, and his ceiling doesn't even really look, you know, we used to think, okay, when this guy gets it figured out, he's going to be up there with the Herberts and with the Josh Allens. And I'm not even going to say Pat, but the other ones. And now you look, I don't know. Uh, that ceiling doesn't look as high as we originally thought. Also, you hear a lot of stuff like, I don't know how hard this guy works. I don't know how much he loves the game. Like he's has very low energy. He's just, uh, he's not exactly, like, lovable. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm not shocked that these fans who have watched their team be ass for 20 years were promised this dude that was supposed to come in here and instantly change things. I mean, he's changed things. They're a little bit above average, but that's it. You know, they're not going to win two or three playoff games, they're not going to win the Super Bowl with Trevor Lawrence. Like, you, no fan that watched last year is thinking that. You no. know, like, that ceiling, that whole thing, a dream of having the one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, that's over. So, he, you're stuck with a you're not stuck potential, with anything. like, 10th, you know, 7th, no, come on, man. 
They can get they're, rid of him in a year. That's not. They're not getting rid of rid of Trevor Lawrence. They're going to get him in the fifth year. Then, well, if I'm just it saying, it doesn't if, work out. They'll it, tag him. You can that's you can worst. let him go in a year if they're it ended up being a disaster. To. Well, I I, I, and I don't think that's going to happen. Mistake. They're trapped because he's just good enough to you know get you to the playoffs. Even though half the teams in the NFL get you to the playoffs, but he's just good enough right. to do that. that so makes you're some with fans those happy. That makes some media members be able to come on the air and be like. Hey, nine and eight, two years in a row, guys. What are you so upset yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that wasn't me. Yeah, I'm I, not I, saying it I was. melted down every week. I'm just week. saying I hear it on the radio. I work here. Yeah. I hear it every day. Right. Um, so do fans. It's really annoying mm-hmm. because obviously expectations changed after they went yeah. nine and eight last year. Well, and I'm the blame and for that. And people were like, hey, this team. And yeah. everybody kept saying, oh, they almost beat the Chiefs and da 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 even though they didn't, but no. well, the, you know they they the guy almost scored a touchdown to put him within one score. It's like okay, they never really were going to beat the Chiefs, guys. They gave up a ninety-nine yard drive to the backup quarterback. Okay, so yes, the media was like going way overboard with yeah. the hype for this season. So when it didn't happen, yeah, fans are pissed. I understand that they're pissed. I get that they're pissed. They should be pissed. People like me said they'd win the AFC South going away. Who people okay? at the station said they were going to go 16 well, and 1. I had the I and these same people who are pissed climbed all over me when I gave them the lowest win total of any host on this radio station. You remember that particular show? You remember all the crap that I took, and and you and I. I had mean, a, yeah, but yeah, when I'm talking about what we did it with me on social media, when we went into a room and we did game after game after game, and you know we had 16 and 15 and 14, and I I'll have to look back on. I don't know if I had 10 wins or 11, I think I had 10 wins, 10 and seven, and people were telling me that I'm a Patriots fan, and I'm not really this, I'm not really that, and I'm like, hey man, I'm just giving you honest assessment, and uh, on the show we we. We um we upped it by one. You know, we went to 11. Okay, but that, my point is, I'm not talking about us. You know, I'm just talking about in general, you know, the national media. The entire offseason was all about how the Jags are one of, you know, even when they're 8-3. and three, You know, we had Dan Orlovsky or whoever it was on ESPN, like four or five games into the season, saying the Jags are the best team in the NFL. Like, well, even people miss all they, the time with their picks. Even though they obviously were struggling, like they were winning in spite of Trevor. Right, but my my, the the point I'm trying to make is what I posted. People have given up. People uh, again are saying that this is Luke Jokel, that he's never going to get it back, that he's never going to be able uh, to win, that. It's a total lost cause. Well, to win what, though? I, I don't know. I that, mean, like, to he's win never... a Super Bowl? Yeah, I, well, I, that's laughable right I, now. I don't know. And and I'm like, listen, man, he he is he is better than what they've had. Why yeah, not yeah. Why not fix fix the other stuff? Okay, but— Why that, not fix the offensive just, line? People are tired of hearing that. You know, the O-line— I don't. The O line wasn't great at all, but I mean, he wasn't like running around for his life this season. Right. Listen, if I was an excuse maker, I would say he was injured five different times, and that's a part of it. I think that's a okay, I think, but the but, op- but isn't that the he ma- wasn't running around for his life? This wasn't one yes, of those. Yes, he like, was. Yes, oh he was. Oh my god. Yes, he was. He was pressured a million okay. times. I watched the same game. You don't think that Trent Bul- the number one reason why Trent Bulky is here is because he convinced Shad Khan that. Trevor Lawrence had five different injuries. 
I think he's under contract, and we've no we've seen that Khan doesn't fire anyone. He's really cheap when it comes to if a guy's under contract. I'm not paying a guy not to work. We've seen that he fired Urban Meyer not because it was a terrible season. I know because he, he fired Urban Meyer because he wouldn't have to pay the guy. What I'm saying is, excuses. so no, I'm not surprised that he kept a guy who's on salary, who's under contract for another year here. Yep. I don't think that he went. I don't think he had to all sit right, 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 down right, and be on, like, hey, hold on, hold in. on. Wait, wait, my my okay. point, listen, all right, when so Shog, no, I don't agree with the injured When Shad Khan sat down and talked with Trent Bulky, when Trent Bulky started saying reasons why they fell apart, there's no doubt in my mind the reason number one was Trevor Lawrence was hurt. You disagree with that? I don't know. No. I, I mean, what? and so what is that? What's your point with that, though? Well, the point is, is that the man was injured. He had five different injuries okay, last so year. Okay, so another excuse. He wasn't. Here we go. Like, people were tired of that. It, it wasn't anything to where he had to miss it's a, a lot valid, of time. It's a valid excuse. Okay, well, I'm telling and you, by the fans way, don't care, dude. We're 54 minutes into it. It's the first time I mentioned it. Okay, well, I'm telling you, fans okay, so don't it, care that he had, well, like, but it's, little but it's injuries. Realist, he it's had realistic. little injuries. He didn't, he it's didn't realistic. tear his ACL. Here you Again. You're an excuse maker. You're an apologist. If if I was that way, I would have begun the show at eight o'clock with it. I didn't mention it till eight fifty four. Okay. So I'm just making a point that it's a, it's part of the equation. But if he's healthy with an offensive line with a running attack, okay. So how he much has better to have is a he great be? offensive line? He has to have a great running game. He has to have perfect. You know, not injured at all. Which obviously we know no one in the NFL is like that. So everything has to be exactly right. For Trevor Lawrence to be good. And no, fans no, thought this nothing. guy was going to come in here and immediately turn the team around. There's no doubt. I he think didn't. every. It, okay. Well, I mean, they went from one win to nine wins. Well, that's better. It's not, it's not where you want it, but I mean, it's a totally different football team than it was before he got here. And. He's an injured quarterback with the worst offensive line in the NFL. The worst offensive line in the NFL. Yes. Okay, I disagree with that. Bro, look at what they did this year. Okay, I wrote it down today. Dude, How- I, I watch them too, man. 100, I watch everything in the NFL. They don't have the worst offensive line in the NFL. 453 carries this year. 120 of those 450 carries went for no gain or a loss of yardage. That's 26.5%. More than one out of every four times they ran the ball, it went for no yards or for loss of yardage. It's it's a terrible offensive line. 28 yards worse on the ground this year than a year ago. And think of all the leads they had when they were 8-3. and three. You run the ball more when you have leads. You take time off the clock. They couldn't do it. 28 yards less a game. And, and what's that compared to the rest of the NFL, though? Uh, as far as rushing, they were way down this I'm year. I'm saying that's that you just said. As far we as what? We don't know. Like, well, okay, they did that on a quarter of the runs they had. But what is that compared to the rest of the NFL? They were the, they were the worst in the NFL, league high. At that? 26.5%. 120 of 453, no gain or a loss of gain. Number one in the NFL as far as the worst when it came to running the ball with those particular statistics. I mean, that's terrible. 
I I never said they had a good offensive line, but to say that they had the worst in the NFL is very subjective. If you look at no matter who grades, Pro Football Focus, SIS, no matter who it is, they are consistently 31st or 32nd in, in almost every category. I mean, you and I have been working together forever. You, Forever I've been yelling about what? Get an offensive line, get an offensive line, get an offensive So th- this is like routine for me. This is common uh, for me. All right, we got to take a break here. We do. We'll, we'll continue with this on the other side. I want to have some fun uh, and get into the, uh, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but uh, this has obviously uh, touched a nerve. I, and, and the other part of this that fascinates me is your mind may be, my, your mind may be made up, okay? If this guy does turn it around, He's only 24. If they get an offensive line, if he stays healthy and he plays better, you know you're going to come back, right? I mean, that's what fans do. That's why I'm put off by this today, uh, the amount of people. If it was some, that's fine. But it's the majority, at least on my social media which is a big surprise. But anyway, let's continue with this in our second hour. 641-1010 if you'd like to join us on our text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosure. Let's go into the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, interesting stuff. A lot of good texts coming in. 641-1010. And uh, a ton tonight. On our text line, brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures. 3455 uh, says, Blue, do you think if the Jags, do you think the Jags would have been better if they had Jerry Goff? Why did the Lions improve? Well, you know what? It's a very good question. And I'll tell you this. Jerry Goff is a, perhaps the most underrated quarterback uh, in the NFL. Okay? He is good. And I think if we were to pull 32 general managers, and you were putting together a team, you may be surprised that people would take Goff. Some would take Goff over Trevor. Goff's only 29. He won't be 30 until uh, October. Now, Trevor will be 25 as well in October. But the one thing that really sticks out for me there with Detroit, look at the way that they've drafted the last several years. Look at all the draft picks that, you know, I asked Trent Baalke. He, Trent Baalke went on and, and, and said that it's very rare uh, to have more than a couple of starters in one class. Well, we watched this year the Detroit Lions have, what, four starters? Uh, five that seriously did contribute. You look at a guy like Sam Laporta and what he did this year. Then you look at a guy like what Brenton Strange did. Uh, this year you look at what Gibbs did I understand he was a first round running back and then you look at what uh, happened with Tank Bigsby uh, selected in the third round I mean you compare recent draft picks and it's not like I have Detroit's draft picks up over the last couple of years uh, that are in front of me I you know maybe they're a better coaching staff then again Doug Peterson's one of only a couple of coaches right now in the National Football League, who's actually won a Super Bowl, okay? And Dan Campbell was really criticized, 
right? No one likes to go for it more on fourth down than Doug Peterson unless you're Dan Campbell. I, I don't have an answer for you. Um, you know, the expectations for, for Wrigley were enormous. He disappointed. Christian Kirk went down. They had trouble passing the football when he wasn't there. Zay Jones was out, right? The offensive line was injured. The biggest miss from 2022 to 2023, and it's gone somewhat untold, look at the amount of injuries this football team had this past year compared to a year ago. Now, great teams survive. Look at Kansas City. Joe Tooney was out. They're starting left guard. They're starting right guard, played with a torn UCL. They're starting left tackle, missed several games, came back and played. They lost Derek Noddy off their defensive line. Willie Gay was hurt as a linebacker. Uh, they had injury after injury after injury. They survived. Great teams find a way. Um, was it a little bit more convenient to mention injuries around here, or are you telling the truth? I don't know. I mean, Doug Peterson said, I hate, I don't want to mention injuries because it's, it's an excuse during his go-away press conference. And seconds later, he's like, well, look at our left line, uh, left side of the offensive line. So I, I, I don't know. It's a good question, though. It really is. I wish I could put my finger on why Detroit is that much better um, uh, than, uh, than Jacksonville. 52-62, blue, I blame the 31st in the NFL t-shirts. Even in jest, it was a bad look. It was a terrible look. I mean, they all wore them, and then they were, they were worse. I, I don't know what to make of it. All right? I mean, everything around here has been, how much is the defense going to change? With, a man, with man concepts and, and press concepts and everything about the defensive secondary and what is going to happen defensively, what about the offensive line? Phil Rauscher was supposed to be a star. How much of this is on him? They can't move any of these guys. Again, we've gone... Deep into our first month of, uh, well, January. Now we're deep into or halfway through February. We have no idea who the left tackle is going to be. We have no idea how this offensive line is is going to uh, shape up. Uh, 72-47, Blue, you know the definition of insanity. Yeah, I know what the definition of it is. But they they got to get better on that offensive line. That's what I've been saying um, for quite some time. Uh, we couldn't run the ball. The offensive line is trash in the 43-76. Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Our offensive line was ranked 31st this year by Pro Football Focus. I know it was. Uh, no, nah, I'm not going into that stuff anymore. Give me a break. Uh, 84-99, Blue, at least our games have been competitive the last two years. We weren't even competitive except for 17, when you were winning, I it was really weird. This whole year has been weird. I remember winning early. Let me pull up the schedule. 10-point win. I'm like, you just won an NFL game by 10 points. And we were getting complaints on this show. It was the, yeah, it was the 10-point opening day win at Indianapolis against a divisional opponent on the road 
granted, it was a rookie in, uh, you know, in, in AR. That score was deceiving, though. Yeah. I mean, they had the ball at the end of the game with, like, four or five minutes left. They could have kicked the field goal, tried to get the ball back, and they never did. They just kept, like, running the clock down at the end of the game. Right, right. It was, it was a bad game. But it was still a 10-point road win. And there haven't been a lot of 10-point road wins in Indianapolis or, frankly, anywhere for this team over the last decade. And I remember that show, you know, a couple of shows, like, people are complaining, people are complaining. Then you lose two in a row. And I want to go through that again because I have absolutely, I mean, I lost my mind when Doug Peterson said they had to get away. I mean, I lost my freaking mind, okay? It's... Ben Peru- and then they win, what, six straight or five straight in five different venues. But I, I, it almost felt like even wins weren't enough. Does that, does that make any sense? Yeah, they, they you expected, expected more. the offense to play better. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I really pay attention. I really listen, and I've been here through it all, and I was like, man, they're winning. They're winning, they're, and it's not, it's not enough. It, it wasn't a, um, you know, it was, it, it, it's almost like this had become Led Zeppelin, right? And you had the great, uh, you had the great Led Zeppelin one, then you had the masterpiece of Led Zeppelin two, and then all of a sudden you produce Led Zeppelin three which wasn't nearly as good unless you're a deep-cut guy, right? Led Zeppelin four, one of the greatest rock and roll albums of all time. The Jags kept winning, but it wasn't Led Zeppelin two. It wasn't Led Zeppelin four. It, the Jags were winning, but it was Led Zeppelin three, right? Well, maybe then four is coming next year. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> that would that'll be awesome. Not, not, I, I almost, with the way that our listeners are and the way everything's going, I, I, I almost kind of want to keep it as is. I mean... It's proven. People like losing. Losing's better for radio. Losing's better for social media. Losing's better for a conversation. We open up the lines on Tuesday night. Um, when they lose, the people go crazy. When they win, it's like, ah, oh, there's really nothing to talk about except uh, let me get one small comment in. Why did they only put up 31 points in New Orleans? Why couldn't they score more? <laughs> I know I'm being a smartass here, but there's also a lot of truth to this. So, uh, 80-43, Detroit invested in offensive line, wide receiver tight on the draft and hit. Yeah, I mean, listen. It was a, uh, this year's draft class was a total abomination. In year one, I'm not saying that Brenton Strange and Tank Black, uh, Tank Black, the old agent who stole money from everyone, Tank Bigsby, I'm not saying that they that they will not. I mean, there's another guy that this fan base just murdered. You absolute, you committed absolute homicide on Tank Bigsby. Like this guy will. I guess that's where I am. It just feels like, man, when you cross that line, there's no coming back. And I feel like I have to remind you that you did that with Tyson Campbell. Yeah, you. You did it eight games in. You said he sucked. You said he couldn't locate the ball. You said he was a bad pick. You said it. You same people. You said it. 
and he turned it around. I just think it's too quick uh, to to dump on these guys. All right, much more coming up with you tonight till 10. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, getting about a million of these in tonight, which I love. Late night, this is awesome. Tomorrow night, 6 to 8, rest of the week, 6 to 8. Uh, 0903, Ballou, how, how high would you draft a center? i do it in the first round. Pick number 17, Jackson Powers Johnson. I've already had four draft analysts on after the Senior Bowl. We'll have more on uh, once we get to the combine. I would draft a center in the first round. Here's what I know. The ego of Trent Baalke will not. They will try to tell Luke Fortner to get stronger. That's a mistake. I draft him in the first round. Uh, 46-77, JJ, my son, says, you are realistic, and now I agree. Rick, stop it. There is a difference with being an analyst and a fan. I'm glad you figured that out. I'm clearly a fan. No analysis here. Now put your snotty sno- uh, put your snotty son to bed. Love that guy. I know you do. <laughs> uh, ninety four zero four blue. People forget they went on an improbable win. Improbable win. Streak down uh, down double digits four games last year. They just flipped this year. Everything equals out. They are now nine and eight. What's maddening is Buggy didn't recognize last year's fluky run and ran it back. They do it again. Now, we were aware of it. We talked about it all the time. This show mentions it all the time. Uh, but we still sold the hell out of it. Still sold them that they should have won the AFC. They absolutely should have won the AFC South. They were 8-3. No and three. question. They blew it. They blew it. I just think there's a lot of blame to go around. I, I don't think it's all on the quarterback, especially an injured quarterback. I just don't. Um, that's, that's my look at it. I uh, think we all agree with that. There's plenty of blame to go around. Here's my it's, favorite. I wouldn't put it all on anyone, though. Here's my favorite uh, guy. 3371 uh, says, uh, I disagree with JJ. I think he can still be the best quarterback in any given season. Wow. That's a hot take, dude. I mean, the best quarterback? I think that he could be in the top five. Um, but no. I, I just look at the guys that are at that top tier, and I'm like, I, I just don't. See him in there. Maybe give it a few years. Yeah, but no, not in the near future. I don't think he is at that Allen level or even the Herbert level. Or I think he's around like Dak, which I bet most national people would probably put Dak way ahead of Trevor. But to me, they're about the same. But, yeah, the Burroughs and those guys, they're just way ahead of Trevor, in my opinion. Tougher media here than in Dallas. Except, oh, cool. except for, of course, me, who's a fan, not an analyst. Uh, 55-53, last year our offensive line was 31st and made sure. Uh, yeah, we've, we've already covered that. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. And stuff. once again, I, I know the O-line was terrible. I just don't think they were the worst of the worst that I've ever seen. I think they certainly improved once they got Cam back. When that's why I would bring Cam back if it was up to me. I know you don't agree. I, I don't agree just because I think they need to use money elsewhere. Right? I mean, I think they have two other guys that can play left tackle now. I mean, all this talk about moving Anton Harrison over there is just mind boggling. Walker Little's in the final year of his deal. He got hurt when he moved to guard. He's not a guard. I I, I have no clue. I, I'm glad I don't have to to make that decision. 
it's I just think Cam's a better tackle than Walker Little. I, I agree Walker Little is not a guard. Uh Balloon, we were though. when we were eight and three, I kept saying that at least we're gonna go to the playoffs. After all the years of having a terrible team, I was let down the whole uh way the whole town was let down. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm not a fan. I don't think we're going to be able to get well. Well, yeah, I mean, good. I, I'm I'm glad you're a fan. Um, uh, there's plenty of blame uh, out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 5282. By the way, Mariah Carey is biracial. She has an amazing career spending over 30 years. I'm pretty sure she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. No, she doesn't. <laughs> She doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. She's a pop artist. She's not a rock and roll artist. All right? Put Jake Giles in. Put Boston in. Put Jethro Tull in. Put America in. Put Bag Company in. Put Foreigner in. Put Sticks in. Put the, the Guess Who in. Uh, put Neil Young with Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young in. I know Neil's in himself. Put Billy Idol in. Put Ozzy in. Put Joe Walsh in. Put Don Henley in. Put Peter Frampton in. Put an excess in. Put Motley Crue in. Put Thin Lizzy in. Put 38 Special in. Put Three Dog Night in. Put Grand Funk Railroad in. Not Mariah Carey. She's a pop artist. This isn't rock and roll. She's pretty good, though. You got a good point, though. The 54... Is this a Christmas one? 54-34. Yeah, this, this is her jam. You got a good point. How did Cleveland and Pittsburgh win that many games with backup quarterbacks? Boggles the mind. Bro, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. Sometimes things happen when you have a good team. Name stars on that team. Name one. Outside of Kelsey, who's going to retire. What did that Philadelphia team have in common? An outstanding defense and a great offensive line. Uh, well, he's a married man. That's his wife's job. Uh, this is back to the guy that, that told me that I was a, a, a fan. Well, someone explained to this guy why I lost my job as a sideline reporter, okay, if I'm a fan. Jackass. Um, 3455, you know, if anything, I get massively criticized for going the other way, for being too hard on this franchise. And, and this jackass is telling me I'm a fan. My God, man, they come out tonight. Racist and fan. Um, which one's worse? I don't know what bothers <laughs> me more, honestly. All right. Being I, called a racist nowadays is nothing. I racist. Mean, first, everyone gets called first a racist time in, th- in in thirty two years. I can I can actually, um, <laughs> honestly say that I've been called that, and and I was called that because I'm defending the. I'm not even defending the quarterback. I'm asking why you're so down on Trevor Lawrence. It's, it's the truth's out. It's because he's white <laughs> that I'm supporting him, right? And, and that's why I wanted Jordan Travis to get hurt at Florida State, right? And why you don't want insane. Mariah in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely insane. Fanboy. Man. I, I mean, this is getting me back to the point where I, where I used to be violent back in the ball days. Fanboy. I'll show you fanboy. Ask around why I don't do what I do anymore. All right? 
who crosses the line all the freaking time. Fanboy. Let's take a break. Into the Night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Fanboy with you tonight till 10. Tomorrow night's Fanboy 6 to 8, and that'll be the case. Fanboy Thursday night and Friday night 6 to 8. Can I get a rah rock? Can I get a Duval, please? Fanboy. Fanboy Radio. Father and son out having a good time. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna. I, you know what I think? I'm gonna get back and and become a rebel a little bit. Like I used to be on the ball and and actually want this team to lose. It's better radio, right? And why not? Why not take a turn midlife? Do something a little bit different. Everyone on this station is a fan, right? Why not go the other way? Why not openly root for this team to lose? I think it'd be kind of fun. Maybe I'll put that into uh, into play for the 2024 year. Then again, I was going to put betting into play for 2023, and I elected not to. Good thing, because I would have put everything that I owned on the Jaguars to win the AFC South, and they lost. What do you got over there? You got tickets? Something we big do. coming up? We actually have a really big show. Um, in May, we have George Strait, Chris Stapleton, and Little Big Town live at Everbank Stadium. That's how big it is. They're at the football field, folks. And I have a pair of tickets to give away tonight, right now. Isn't Chris Stapleton, like, huge, and he did it all based on, like, a cover? That Tennessee whiskey, isn't that a cover? I didn't know. Yeah, I, it's I, a cover. Chris Stapleton's got a bunch of hit. Chris Stapleton would be a massive show in his in itself, but... You know, obviously he's playing number two to George Strait. Obviously the king of country music. Little Big Town, too. Both those acts would probably easily, like, sell out Daly's Place or something. But, uh, you know, George, he gets the football stadium. It's going to be a fun show. When's that coming? May 11th. What call are we taking? Um, Let's take car number uh, for Trevor. Let's take car number six. Let's take the offensive line ranking. Let's <laughs> yeah. take car number 31. 31. Yes. <laughs> I'll let you do whatever you want uh, with that. But they're going absolutely nuts. Right yeah, already getting some calls. Coming in. So, uh, again, 641-1010 if you'd like to uh, get in on that. Um, $185.6 million bet in only Vegas casinos. Okay, 182 bucks, record setting, 185.6. Small victory for the books, 6.8 million. Um, they expected more. So 6.8 million is a lot, obviously, but they expected much more than that. I mean, think of how much money was spent considering what you can do now. Let me see this. I was looking at this earlier today. It's uh, it's just amazing when in 2018 there was one place that you could bet, one, one state, the state of Nevada, okay? In 2020, it went to 14. In 2022, it went to 30. This year, there are now 38 states, plus D.C., the District of Columbia, where you can actually wager. So... Billions and billions and billions and billions were actually you uh, were actually 
bet on this year's Super Bowl, but in Vegas itself, $185.6 million uh, changed hands, and the book ended up making $6.8 million. Just thought I would share that with you. All right, do we have a winner yet? Uh, George Strait, man, what a big concert coming up. We'll see if any of these guys are, are lucky enough to, uh, to make it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, because, obviously, that's what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is doing now. They're basically putting – it's kind of like the Jaguars offensive line. They're, they're just putting anyone in, in there and, and seeing if, um, if they can produce. Hey, one other thing that I want to talk about tomorrow because we have to take one more break here. ESPN did sign a six-year, $7.8 billion contract with the college football playoff. Now, the current agreement goes for another two years, but beginning in 2026, it'll go through the year 2031 and 2032. Six years, $7.8 billion. Uh, That is the money that is going to be tossed around by ESPN in a college football playoff. And, and they're going to have a, a massive mouthpiece, as we do know. That was evident this past year. Uh, but we'll see how much that comes into play. It's only going to be in effect with at large teams, right? If you win your conference, the top five conferences are, are going to get in. Unless there's another change, we know that um, the Pac-12 has been completely dissembled. George straight in. Should yes, I tell the- congratulations, JC. He uh-huh. will be attending George Strait May 11th. JC is in. Congratulations. You get that opportunity to go to that concert. All right, let's get caught up. We'll play our final one of the night. Come back. You said for Hacker. Then rest of the week, 6 to 8, right here on your home of the Jags. <laughs> To the night with Rick Ballou on 1010XL 92.5 FM. All right, a couple of surprises uh, lined up for tomorrow night. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, six to eight. That'll be the case for the uh, remainder of the week. I clearly need to get out of here. I need a vacation. My gosh, being called a racist and a fanboy in the same night. I mean, just get out of here. Um. I don't even know what else to say. First time in 32 years. It's because I think Trevor Lawrence has a chance to turn the corner. <laughs> That's why I'm a racist, if you haven't heard. Okay. Maybe you need to go to London to get away from all the noise. Yep, 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 yep. I didn't, you know, I didn't get caught doing or saying something. I, I actually think that Trevor Lawrence has a chance. So, um, and and that is the same reason why I'm a fanboy, because I think Trevor. So I'm listening to you. I'm going to get away. Okay, I'm going to Vegas. I'm gone for a week. And uh, three more shows, God willing. I look forward to it uh, beginning tomorrow night. What was I looking for here? Uh, okay, yeah. Hold on one second. A little helter-skelter on the... Uh, On the uh, computer, you know. In, in all seriousness, I, I don't the the fanboy and all that stuff is fine. I don't bother me. I'm just having some fun. The the racist thing sucks though. I mean, that's just that's just awful. It really is. And and for to anyone who deals with that and has to defend it, it's so bad. Again, it's the first time it's happened to me in 32 years. Um, Florida up 78-71. 
And 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 he didn't even call out and, and directly call me a racist. He just said that I, if it was a black quarterback, I wouldn't be defending him the way that I'm defending uh, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you said you would have given up on. Yeah, him. I would have or, given or up. Like, on, right, right, right. Jumped on him more or something. Right. <laughs> you mean the way I gave up on Blaine Gabbert? You mean the way I gave up on Blake Bortles? You mean the way I gave up on Nick Foles? You mean the way I gave up on Gardner Minshew? Oh, okay. Great point by you, though. I, I, I mean, out of all the Trevor stuff, is this not you? You worked this all. Is this not the first time you've heard that is the reason? Um, I saw a lot of stuff about like when it was Trev and versus uh, Stroud. Yeah, you'd see some of that. Okay, it's never ending, dude. This is our society now. This is our, this is America. Mm. Everything is about race. Mm. I didn't think this was, <laughs> you know, I didn't. So. I mean, if you look at like how people were talking about the whole, uh, dude, just look at like the way that people were talking about Lamar. The way people were talking about Brock Purdy, like on ESPN, dude, it almost came down to race like every day for the last like month talking about yeah. those two quarterbacks. It's just they can't help themselves, man. Like the media, they love it. And so, of course, it riles everybody up. And Well, I'm old enough uh, to remember when this, at this point. I'm old enough and been in this business long enough to remember when this was a big deal. and Actual the, racism. Yeah, the whole transition – of this, you know, I'm old enough to remember when Doug Williams of the Super Bowl was asked, how long have you been a black quarterback? Okay, one of the most absurd questions of all time. And I, I saw it all, but, I mean, wow. Um, that's like the worst thing you can do to anyone is, uh, is be accusatory of, of that. Um, and for that, I mean, under those set of circumstances, too. But anyway, I, I can't control it, it. And again, it's it's never going to matter what I say. It's it's always what you hear. Right. And that applies to anyone uh, in this business. That's the way things are. And that's the way things always will be. All right. Uh, five point game. Uh, Florida up over LSU. 78-73. to 73. The Gators had a huge halftime lead. They were up 14. Uh, but LSU on a little bit of a run here in the second half. Two and a half minutes to go. Gators up by five points. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com slash careers. Equal opportunity employer. Packer Nation is in late night. What is going on? Yeah, Florida's getting really good at blowing massive leads. They were up 20 in the second half, and yeah. now it's down to five. This is almost a carton copy of the Georgia game mm-hmm. where Georgia, they were beating Georgia by 21 in the second half, and that game ended up going to overtime, and Florida still pulled it out. But, uh, yeah, the Gators, they get up big, and they just take their foot off the gas for some reason. What's going on? I haven't seen the game. I've been on the air. What has gone wrong with them? Uh, they stopped moving the ball. Um, one, I like Zion Pullen, their point guard, an awful mm-hmm. lot. Great player. There are certain stretches, though, where he just decides never to pass the ball. <laughs> he's just he's going to shoot an 18-foot jump shot, and that's what he's going to do. And when they, the ball movement stops, they, 
get stagnant on offense. You've seen a little of that. And I honestly think, Rick, that when you're beating a team 60-40, to 40, which is what this game was at one point, you start thinking about a win in the win column already with 13 minutes to go. And to LSU's credit, they've kept battling, and all of a sudden here we are, yeah. 2.30 to go, and it's a five-point game. Mm, interesting. All right, what's coming up tonight? Yeah, a lot of college basketball talk. We'll certainly reflect on this game as well. Um, cool story. So the Jaguars, along with the other 31 NFL teams, have a coach of the year on the high school ranks they send to the Super Bowl. Brian Braddock of St. Augustine was this area's coach of the year. He is fresh back from Vegas, and he went to the Sphere to see you too. I know you're making that trip next week, so we'll talk to Brian about that experience out there uh, in Las Vegas at the Super Bowl. He's got some cool stories. All right, sounds like a lot of fun. Enjoy it. Have a great night. Thanks, Rick. There he goes. Hacker Nation coming up next. That's going to do it for us. Again, I don't check this text line now that the show is over. I'm just not technically sound enough to be able to do something like that, but you can always get me on Twitter. And boy, did you ever today on the Trevor Lawrence conversation. It, it created uh, early this morning a topic that we used here tonight. That's the magic of X. That's the magic of Twitter. And we brought it live onto Jaguars radio or the home of the Jaguars. So get me on Twitter, Baloo1010XL and or X at 1010XL. That's Baloo. 1010XL. That's going to do it for us. Thank you to JJ LaSalva. I am Rick Ballou. Folks, have a great night. Join us tomorrow at 6 o'clock right here on 1010XL and 92.5.